but the Wounded Knee Shootout in the 1970s at Pine Ridge Reservation. That was a cover for the fact that the U.S. government found 300,000 acres of uranium, and they got the the Lakota puppet chiefs to sign away the land while they were attacking the American Indian movement that was standing on their traditional sovereignty, right? And um, they killed, what, 17 or just assassinated 17 of the top leaders of the American Indian movement, the FBI. And so, I mean, it's the same methods used all the time, but it's always under a fog, a smokescreen of, of, you know, other things. And yet they get away with it because natives aren't citizens under the law. They're wards of the crown. You can do it. There's no legal repercussion when you kill a native in Canada. They know they can get away with this. So um, those are the cases that are in the docket. Now we're summoning these people. Even if they don't show, we're going ahead with the case and presenting all this evidence. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Kevin Annett coming back to the program. He's a long time friend of mine that's been coming on the program for years. Back when he was on YouTube, we had several viral videos that, you know, approached over a million or close to a million and they canned it, you know, he was getting 3000 an hour and they goes down to 10 shows or 10 views an hour. I mean, they just really, really have been working to suppress what he has to say. He has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times. He was a minister that was defrocked and stripped of his ministry after he learned about what was happening with the, the kids, the indigenous kids in the boarding schools. And you will hear the mass media talk about the boarding schools. They'll probably downplay it, but the evidence is so strong of what happened to these indigenous people in these boarding schools. But he has been working like crazy up in Canada to form this movement called Kanada. And it's a common law movement, a new organization or a new nation, essentially, reclaiming their rights. And we're going to talk about common law, but he's also going to talk about the Chinese presence on the whole West Coast of North America. It looks like the World Economic Forum, you know, the crown, the powers that be are using China as their new thugs is their their new guys in town and are they fighting each other are they aligned with each other or are they just their new thugs because when you look at the land that's being taken from Canada 
you know, that where they're trying to strip the resources and take the land, they're focused on the indigenous land, not on the crown land. So they leave that alone and they're focusing on the land that they can take. So there's deals with the crown that they respect, but they don't respect the indigenous folks. And so you're going to hear some of that in this interview. I really drill into that. And I'd like to know how much China's in cahoots with the World Economic Forum, with the crown, those people, the 13 families versus being its own independent fighting against it. You know, and it could be that they're each they're they have factions, too. Like I, I've said this on many shows, there's factions. There's a group within China who really wants things to be more pro-human. They're going towards a, a, a new economic model. And then there's groups that are in line with the the crown and the world economic forum and the families, and they want their new economic model to control the world. I think it's just like here, we have two factions. There's two factions everywhere in the world. And the war is really a pro-human war versus the people who want to control and subjugate all of us with this new globalist system. And so we have to fight that. But I think this is one of the big ways we fight this is through common law and taking back our rights. So this is a really interesting conversation. And I want to also remind you before we get into that, that I have this new product called Glucal Control. And what it does is it controls your sugar levels. And people who've been taking this before meals, they're they're seeing results within 30 days, 10 pounds are losing, eight pounds are losing, and it controls your sugar levels, but it's different than a lot of the other sugar, you know, where you can't absorb the sugar. And so it, it, it helps you that way. It's all natural. It has mushrooms and enzyme, natural enzymes, and it's proving to control your, so your sugar levels always stay at an even keel. And on top of that, it keeps you from not absorbing the sugar, but it does has other effects as well, as far as decreasing your hunger, increasing your energy and losing that stubborn weight. And so I am really excited about the results that people are having. And you know me, I'm always looking for a supplement that really works, that really works. I had one called Tetrogen and that really did work, but one of the founders died during COVID and there was it was just an awful situation. And so now I'm really trying to find supplements that work for this. And this one is so promising. People are seeing such promising results. And so I have an amazing opportunity that you can try it yourself for $10 without that it pays for shipping. So no shipping costs. And you can see for yourself that it works with your body within that 30 days. And thankfully for most people, you can see it working within that 30 days. You don't have to wait four months before you lose a pound. You can start seeing and seeing if your energy comes back. So I have the link below and there's no worries either. If you don't think it works for you, you can actually get your money back too. So there's no risk either. So the link is below and let's get into this really good conversation with Kevin Annett. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. It's good to be back, sir. Well, audience loves you. So I'm glad you're back. And I want to talk more about the Chinese presence in the whole Western continent of North America and what you're seeing. And I don't think people quite realize that there is such a large Chinese influence. So what are you seeing with your own eyes? 
Oh, well, I mean, it's everything from an overt military presence to a really um, heightened attack on Native people. You know, the, the number of Native families that have gone missing has skyrocketed in the last year alone. And we know that's because of the, uh, you know, PetroChina is grabbing a lot of the liquid natural gas and oil, and they do it using the same old tried and true methods of terrorizing people off their land. And, um, you know, you, you see a lot of the refugees of those folks, those people who've been driven off their land, you see them all over Vancouver. And hearing their stories, it's like from a war zone, the kinds of methods that are being used. So, of course, none of that percolates into the press. You know, you only hear never. about it by talking to the people on the ground. Yeah. It never yeah. does. So, so no. if people don't, a lot of people think that the China, saying that China is doing all this is propaganda too, to point fingers at other people versus the World Economic Forum. But China really is involved on the ground. And maybe they're their new thugs. I don't know. But what is, what are some of the methods that you're seeing so people understand? And then I want to get into why the heck are Chinese people focusing on indigenous people versus others? Oh, well, I mean... The, the simple answer to that is the last part of your question is that they're in the way of the resources. I mean, you see, it's, it's, there's kind of a double story going on. The chiefs, the government chiefs are being encouraged by Trudeau to make deals with the Chinese so that the chiefs have made over $22 billion contracts over the last couple of years in selling off the oil and gas to China. So now China's the biggest trading partner of Canada, right? Uh, ahead of America. But on the ground, there's a, a whole different group of, of Native people who are in the way of that, right? And like I say, they're, they're just driven off the land or murdered. Oh, right. And they are. So how, what are those methods? Like they're driven off the land and just murdered? I mean, I know they were driven in Maui, Lahana. They, that's essentially what they were doing. They were, they're driving them off the land. They're killing people with fires. And then the people who are left over, they're trying to evict them. What are they doing? I mean, it's just horrible. What are they doing in, you know, up there to the indigenous people? How are they getting them off their land? Oh, they just kill them and they make them disappear. You know, they, the, one of the standards methods is they just, they target the women. And, you know, like the, the government, Canadian government did a big, uh, you know, whitewash of this whole thing. They did a missing women's inquiry a few years ago, which produced nothing. Um, and it also, they were told never to in, in, uh, interrogate an RCMP member because it's the Mounties that are, you know, often arresting these native women and then they, you never see them again. Um, it was interesting when the first, I knew a guy called George Brown, he was a native RCMP officer who retired. He still works with us. But um, he said when the first bodies of native women started appearing, there were missing organs. This was over 20 years ago. And that was swabbed out of the, the coroner's reports, out of the court records, the whole bit. But we know that the same generals that are doing that organ trafficking in China are sitting on the boards of these oil companies that are driving Native people off their land. So, I mean, there is that happening, too, the, the whole organ trafficking thing. But, you know, in Canada, the way it happens, it's just, you just disappear in the middle of the night. Or like what happened last year in Saskatchewan, there was Rio Tinto found diamond mines on the Cree land in eastern Saskatchewan. And um, one chief, Wally Burns, opposed the diamond mining six of his uh, six relatives were then killed in the middle of the night this you know lone assassin killed these people 
And they all happened to be relatives of this Wally Burns, who then changed his vote and allowed the diamond mining to happen. So, I mean, it's, it's that kind of, you know, the way it operates, you know, in Canada is it's often very covert, but pretty obvious at the same time, right? Okay, so why are they targeting Indigenous? Do they have more land than the non-Indigenous people? Well, the thing is, even though officially the land is vested in, quote, the crown, um, you know, the city of London Corporation, the the reality is that under international law, Native people still have, you know, um, title, original title to that land. So um, the, the best way to, to resolve that is you get rid of the traditional people and you bring in these fake, it, they're called First Nations. I don't know if you have that term in America, but it's a, a corporate designation for Native people whereby now a few chiefs can say, no, I own the land and I can sell it off to whoever I want. So, you know, often on these corporations, they have a, a one or two token natives on their board and they ensure that they get the land and resources. But you've got to terrorize the rest of the native population to allow that to happen. So it's it's classic kind of state and corporate and church terror like we've witnessed for so many years, right? So the crown land is off limits to the Chinese unless they grant them permission. So they're more respectful to the the crown land. But the indigenous land where the crown doesn't have control, then they do, they're do they doing these methods. So this is just a continuation of the colonization. Yeah, they make deals. It's like in America, the same thing happens. Um, you know, they, all the uranium in South Dakota on the Lakota land, um, you know, they've done the same deals. They, do you remember, well, the, the, it was years ago, but the Wounded Knee shootout in the 1970s at Pine Ridge Reservation. That was a cover for the fact that the U.S. government found 300,000 acres of uranium and they got the, the Lakota puppet chiefs to sign away the land while they were attacking the American Indian movement that was standing on their traditional sovereignty, right? And um, they killed, what, 17 or just assassinated 17 of the top leaders of the American Indian movement, the FBI. And so, I mean, it's the same methods used all the time, but it's always under a fog, a smokescreen of, of, you know, other things. And they never actually investigate or care about the fact that people are dead. No one is ever held accountable for the murders. No, Leonard Pelche and uh, John Graham and all the American Indian movement leaders who weren't killed are all in jail. And uh, they'll never get out because it... What know, year was that? The, 1973. And they're still um, in jail. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, these are political prisoners, you know, and they've been adopted as that by Russia, by countries all over the world, as, you know, just you got to lock away that, well, they did it 100 years ago, you know, they, it's a standard practice towards natives, you either sell out or kill them, right? Okay, so, but you're seeing the Chinese up there. I think the fact that they're not targeting the crown land, but only the indigenous land, it seems like they're using the Chinese as a colonization tool to do it right. instead of well, whatever other tools, just their current method. Don't forget the crown land. I mean, officially all of it is crown land, but they're able to give it to whoever they like. So they make deals all the time with the native chiefs. They say you administer the crown land, but then you can sell it off. You know, it's a tag team operation, the crown, the government, you know, it's like when I went to Rome and that Senator told me, you know, there's, there's no difference between the, the Vatican, the mafia and the, and the government. They're all the same people, right? 
and and they're all worried about their money and it's the same thing over here it's like you know different maps but it's the same force at work and anyone who's in the way just gets wiped out or bought off right well the indigenous people believe it's theirs and so that's why they need to be removed well, that's why I wanted to, yeah, and that's why I wanted to get into this case we've started again this week because it, it, it has to do with kind of the hard evidence of how this happens on the ground, you know. Well, let's talk about that and what your case is, yeah. and let's get into some of that yeah. hard evidence. So what is your case? Well, um, over the last six months, we formed a West Coast Common Law Court of Justice to f look into this, uh, exactly what we did in Europe when we forced Ratzinger out of office. Uh, but now bringing it closer to home. And this last week, the first indictments were issued against a bunch, bunch of people. And I'll give you one example. You remember William Coombs, who named Queen Elizabeth as the, uh, you know, abducting those 10 children from the Kamloops so-called residential school. Back in May, there was a, a statement sent to us from a former member of the security team around Prince Charles. And he claims that Prince Charles put out the kill order on William Coombs because William was about to go public with what he witnessed, how Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip abducted 10 children they were never seen again. And that was part of our court case in Europe in 2012. Um, and this guy said that Charles put out the kill order on William. And uh, his name was uh, Johnny Thompson. He's still the security advisor to now quote King Charles. And these guys just worked with the RCMP and they killed him. As you know, he went to, uh, he was grabbed by Mounties the day before he was to come to England. William was taken by the Mounties to St. Paul's Hospital and he was dead two days later. Well, Chloe Kirker, the nurse, said he had all the symptoms of arsenic poisoning. He had blackened fingers. His whole, all of his symptoms suggested poisoning, but they put down the cause of death tuberculosis, right? And, um, you know, another in-house murder. And so we've got eyewitnesses to that. We've got the nurse. We've got the statement of this person in England. And we're serving summonses this coming week on not only Charles, but all these other people. And, you know, two of the other um, people's deaths we're looking at, Harriet Nahani, she, that's her being arrested. She started the campaign with me in 1998. Uh, she was the survivor of the Alberni death camp. She saw... She was the first one to go public about the murder of a kid in a residential school. They grab her, put her in a prison, unheated cell. She's dead after three weeks of, quote, lung cancer. Oh, um, the third, you know, the third person, Bingo Dawson, he was a regular. He helped us occupy the churches uh, in Vancouver. Um, he was, I was there when the police threatened him. They, uh, we had just occupied an Anglican church in downtown Vancouver, and a police sergeant comes up to him, and he, and he says, guys like you go missing. So you better cut it out. Next week, he's dead. And a witness who was there, Ricky Lavalle, said that he, they saw, he saw the cops beating up Bingo in the alley just before he died. He was all battered and bruised. Cause of death, alcohol poisoning, even though there's no alcohol in the system, according to the toxicology report. So that, that's the kind of thing. You can kill natives legally in Canada, issue these bullshit, you know, burial, uh, you know, cause of death statements that don't drive with, with their own reports. And yet they get away with it because natives aren't citizens under the law. They're wards of the crown. You can do it. There's no legal repercussion when you kill a native in Canada. They know they can get away with this. So um, those are the cases that are in the docket now. We're summoning these people. 
even if they don't show we're going ahead with the case and presenting all this evidence. Vaccinated or not, toxic spike proteins pose a long-term threat to your health. The top doctors at the Wellness Company have introduced a revolutionary spike support formula that is the only product that contains ingredients that block and dissolve spike proteins inside your body. The powerful formula has been shown to dissolve spike proteins and blood clots, and it works to help your body repair from other potential damage. This amazing formula is also much less expensive than buying each ingredient separately. That's because the wellness company puts you and your needs first. Use the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop to buy your daily spike support. It's time to protect you and your family against the effects of COVID, vaccines, and shedding. Again, use the link below or buy at sarahwestall.com under shop. You said that their words on their statement doesn't matter, but for international law, it does matter, right? They're human beings. So you're trying to get out of the that BS system that you're in. Yeah, well, don't forget under international law, any person can be tried. Their office doesn't protect them. So Elizabeth Windsor, not Queen Elizabeth, was tried in our common law court. Joseph Ratzinger, not Pope Benedict, was tried. That's why he stepped down because he knew he could be, he could face arrest as an individual. So yeah, they do have status, but the question is who's going to enforce that international law? Because, um, you know, look what just happened. Pope uh, uh, Francis, Jorge Bergoglio was in Canada last year. He On the plane back to Rome, he says, yes, it was genocide. Well, hello, he should then have been brought before a war crimes tribunal under the UN Convention on Genocide. You admit to genocide, you've got to be prosecuted and punished. That's what the law says. So who's enforcing that? How come he and Trudeau aren't in jail right now? Well, well Trudeau because, has gotten, you know, a, they've gotten away with a ton of stuff for years and it doesn't matter. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's, you, let's say, which it sounds like you do, you have a rock solid case. And it's so, you know, proof, 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 proof. It's just solid. How do we get this stuff to stick? I mean, we're seeing it all over the place that they throw all these cases out left and right and nothing ever sticks in the regular system. So you're, I mean, it doesn't matter how much proof you have. It can be so obvious. And then they, and then mass media saying, well, there's no proof. It's infuriating to a lot of people. So you're getting out of that system. So what are you doing? Okay, so that's the whole point. There's a bigger lesson here. As long as you're operating in their mindset and their box, yeah, it's not going to have any effect. When you stand outside of that, when you reclaim your mind, set up your own legal system, they they start resigning from office. Like if you have the short-term view, Sarah, nothing seems to change. But look over several years and you see, yeah, a hell of an impact we've had. You know, we created this whole issue of international child trafficking, common law, you know, the crimes of the Vatican. All that happened because of a few of us starting this movement in Vancouver. And our power was that we never looked to the existing system of the courts or the government or anything. We just created our own justice. And there's another difference about this court case now uh, to show the power of it. This time, it was accompanied by a statement by elders from nine different indigenous nations saying, we're banishing these churches from our land. Catholic, Anglican, United Church, they're banished. We're reclaiming their buildings and their wealth, which we can do under international law. They're convicted criminal genocidal bodies, so they don't have the right to operate and gather money for criminal purposes. Every citizen can go into those churches and seize them. And that's what they're doing. So they've also promised their warrior societies to us to enforce these verdicts. So. Once the verdict comes down, these people will face arrest by indigenous people. They're going to come up to them and arrest them. 
and say, you know, you're on our land. We you we have authority over you. Well, they're just people too, right? I mean, they're right. just people too. And so we have to realize it's what we decide consciously is the law of the land or how we're going right. to do these things. You, yeah. you just need to consciously say, these are the people with authority, not you. Right, and, and enforce it through your own action. Now, even a handful of people doing that has tremendous power. We, we proved that over the last 15, 20 years, right? With all of these court cases, this whole big movement. And I mean, the Bergoglio and Trudeau would not have admitted to genocide if it hadn't have been for our work. So when you realize that, you go, God, look at, I mean, imagine if 100 people did that, not 25 as we were, right? And so um, that's that's the thing. And, you know, I should say the other part of this court case, there's a part B to it. And uh, it's kind of based on, on what's in this book, one of my latest books, um, which you can get on Amazon. And um, it, it describes the campaign against me for almost 30 years, because when you look at that campaign, Hold on. you see exactly the... The agenda, yeah. Yeah, tell them the name of the book. For I just thought, you know, a lot of people listen to this on audio. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's Crimes Against Humanity in Canada: The Evidence. It's okay. my latest book on Amazon, um, and it's got not only a description of the crime. It, it's a summary of what's in MurderbyDecree.com, but it also describes the history of our campaign, how the government shut it down, how it's arising again, and the specific targeting of of me and other leaders of this movement to show how these takedowns happen and how we can navigate around them and um that's all going to be in the docket of the uh, the uh the, the, the this case that's brought before now the west coast common law court of justice right essentially you're doing lawfare and you're getting all this out there and and letting the people do the action because we our whole justice system is broken i think and the fact that the most obvious crimes are being the just the justice system can't do anything about the most obvious crimes and so you're saying okay we're not gonna we're gonna do our own uh, common law courts and we're going to make this stick because we have international law allows us to do this just because they make up their own laws here doesn't mean the internet i mean international law is the superior law yeah, and that, that, that's based on something much closer to home, and that's the law within us, natural law. We're all born sovereign, and that includes we have the right to judge the law and affairs for ourselves and bring in our own justice. And, um, you know, I give an example of another aspect of this that we're doing. Last Monday, we went to the Vancouver City Council, and we, we said to the mayor and the city councilors, you cannot license these churches anymore. You cannot provide them tax exemptions because then you're aiding and abetting proven self-admitted genocidal organizations. So you're going to cancel all that. And if you don't, you're colluding in a crime. We went to the Vancouver police and said the same thing. And um, they, it was funny because the city council, as soon as we started talking, they shut off our mics. They evicted us from the meeting. They called in the police and I said, great, call the cops. We got to talk to them. We want to deputize them to help us enforce these eviction orders. And, they closed down the meeting, and it turns out two of the city councilors were on our side, but they, they gagged them all. They put a, in a media blackout on the whole issue and gagged all the city councilors. So wow. look at the, the, like the shitstorm we're creating just by a few people raising that issue, this explosion it creates. I mean, if everybody did that where they were, and you know, the Catholic churches everywhere in the world, you can do that. Uh, wherever you live, I mean, imagine the impact that would have, and it's having. That's why they're very worried about this stuff now, because we're going beyond the words, right? 
Well, you're actually making it, this is lawfare and getting and getting into people's minds, showing people the truth of what's really right. happening. Right. Okay, so how can people learn more about this and support your efforts? Well, you know, it's going to be, it's posted as always, um, murderbydecree.com under ITCCS updates. Uh, best thing to do is write to us directly, um, Republic National Council at protonmail.com, because this is all done under the sovereignty of the Republic of Canada. So we operate uh, outside Canadian jurisdiction. When the police come up to us, I flash my citizenship card and say, not in your jurisdiction. And what do they you do? You don't have the right to, they back okay. off every single time they back off because they know that I'm standing outside, you know, if, uh, their authority, because if I didn't, they would have, you know, automatic authority over me because I'm still operating in their, their jurisdiction. So you were able to do that and you guys went through it properly because there have been people here who have been doing these common law things, creating their own jurisdictions, create, and the authorities just arrest them. They don't care. Yeah, that's because they make a mistake. They do it as an individual. You can't do it as an individual. It, it starts here, but it the way we do it is you form a local assembly of 12 or more people, sign a charter that say we're part of the republic. We are a lawmaking body. And then as a group, you pass a law saying we're opting out. We are citizens. We, we're not paying taxes under the system anymore, the whole bit. As a body, as a new you know, organism there, they can't contend with that because we're, we're a different operational authority. We're not just, you see, they don't recognize individuals because as individuals, you're already locked into the system through the corporate name, the, the, the capitalized ID. But as a new entity, as a new legislative body, part of a new nation, they can't touch you and they know it. I've, I've never been touched. We, when we were occupying the churches, the, the police stood back and didn't stop us because we had lawfully evicted them. We, or we, we entered the eviction order from Chief Capilano in the BC Supreme Court and showed it to the cop and he stood back. So you can use the law all the time. It's just that it's a sleeping giant. People don't know they have that power and they're scared to exercise the power, right? But we've shown how you can do it. Yeah, they're scared to exercise it because they don't. They see other people arrested for not doing it properly, and right. they don't know who to believe because all these groups are fighting with each other. And we've talked about this yeah. before that people got to yeah. get past all this fighting. It's like they get caught up in all these details, and then they fight and they just wreck their own. They get nowhere. Well, that that's not accidental. That's not accidental, sir. It's a standard thing. Government sends in a few operatives to get everyone to fight each other. I mean, it's you know you can spot people by how they relate to one another. You know, if you if you're looking for um, the disruptors, uh, it's it's always the people who are picking fights with each other, right? You know, deliberately or not, that's the, the net effect it has. And you've got to find the common ground and keep the high ground on this stuff all the time and say, look. Americans can do this even more effectively because you already have the whole basis of your republic and your constitution. You just have to reclaim it. Canada, yeah. we're creating something new, but you're already off to the races. So you just have to stand in what you were born into in America, right? Yeah, we just have to do that. But even those groups are fighting with each other. There's some groups that claim that they have authority over the whole United States because of their bloodline and they were given... I, it's just some of the things that people come up with and uh, instead of just being, just doing what you're doing, let's just do it right and be good people. They have all these other ulterior motives. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's unfortunate, but 
don't forget, those are the ones you often hear about because the, the, the loudest people, the ones you hear on the ground, there's a lot of people like for, we had 48 assemblies form right after COVID came in right across the country. People came together, signed charters. And the tough part isn't disruptors. It's doing the slogging work every day. It's like raising children. You know, anything real takes a hell of a lot of work, hard, consistent work. And it's easier to slip back into the old slave patterns, you know, of just getting your check and sitting in front of the TV and all that stuff, right? But this is a new direction. And we, we need to start thinking in a new way of living in a new consciously new way with new relationships with another. And then it's exciting because we can we can do anything. We can create any kind of new <laughs> covenants we like between each other, right? We can. We can actually do pro-human type activity instead of all this other crap that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And and there's we can have all these uh, companies that do new products and you can do all of those kind of innovative things in a pro-human common law environment. It doesn't mean all that goes away. It just means you stop all this obvious crime against people. Yeah. So many people are at that point now. They realize we're at a tipping point, right? And, uh, you know, the society's crumbling and a new society's coming up. That's well, right. We've got to encourage the, the new sprouts. And, you know, to give you an example, the two most common issues that people start working on when they form a Republic Assembly in Canada is education, getting their children out of the system and homeschooling and getting, you know, their heads right from a young age based on contact with the earth, right relationships with each other, education and medicine, alternative medicine. And we're connecting with both of those come together because we're connecting with farming communities and, and getting people on the land and into new kinds of ways of living together. So that's really exciting when you do that. And it's funny because most of the meetings we have in the cities, people are very discouraged. It's hard to bring them together. But small towns, about 80% of our citizens are based in small towns or rural communities. And that tells you a lot, right? Yeah, the rural communities, they feel like they have more power. They want, they value freedom. They're, they're just yeah. a different breed, you know? And, and the farther out, the farther you get to the inner core city, the less self-reliant, yeah. freedom-oriented mentally they are. They might want to be that. They just have got themselves locked into this frame of mind. Well, you know, and crazy things happen now in the city. Um, we, you know, I talked earlier about the court case and the banishment orders. Um, the other day, I was at Saint, outside St. Saint Patrick's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Um, and I was there with a few other Native people. And we were, there was this old guy, Albert House. He was 74 years old, Cree fellow. And he took our banishment proclamation. He was putting it on the door of St. Pat's cathedral the priest comes out and he starts shoving the 74 year old man and rips down the banishment and starts calling him a dirty stinking indian and that's in front oh of all God. of us so you know we help him out and everything but we always say to native people after an action like that never go home alone because you're targeted the cops church people not they're they hate natives for what they're bringing out and they hate me of course but this is the extent of hysteria that's building or, you know, just that it isn't just the guilt in the minds of these church people because they know they're guilty for these crimes, but it's just living in the city, the incredibly crazy, paranoid atmosphere that's created more and more, and people have got to get out for their own health, right? I think so, too. You get into nature, you start thinking more what it means to be free. We start seeing people as you stop seeing an indigenous person, you just see a person, 
I, I, they right. need to see us as people too. You know, I mean, it has yep. to be all the way around. And because uh, not all of us did that. I didn't do the crimes that they were suffering through or still suffering through. I'm, I want to help fight that. So they need to see that not all of us are that either. And then I think that would make a huge step forward. Right. The, the, the traditional people believe what you just said, that the it's about human identity, not culture, not ethnicity, any of that. It's the soul of a person that counts, right? And when I was given the name Eagle Strong Voice by the Anishinaabek people, part of my name in their language means an Anishinaabek or Ojibwe means a true human being. It doesn't mean you're white or native. Anyone can be Anishinaabek if you're in right relationship you know, with not claiming more of the earth than anyone else, not trying to dominate anyone else and just living in harmony and take care of the creatures and the earth and each other. The simple laws of nature, right? And anyone who abides by that is Anishinaabek. You're part of their community. So, I mean, that's the way to look at this. Not, yep. you know, because they have more in common with me than they do with their own sheep who are sitting, living high off the hog, living like the white guy. That's right. Well, and we have a, a movement here. I don't think it's a movement that's organic. I think it's a top down thing to divide people, but there's a movement here where they don't want to look at people for their soul and who they are and, and essentially not pay attention to the color. They want to get back to, yeah, color matters and all these things. It's like, well, I thought we made huge progress once we were looking at the soul and the character of the human being. And now they want to go backwards to it's ironic. I know it's it's ironic that Black Lives Matter and that quote Martin Luther King all the time because they're forgetting his other quote where he said, I look forward to the day where my children will be judged according to the content of their character, and not the color of their skin. That's right. The content of their character has nothing to do with pigment politics, right? That's right. Pigment politics. That's a great way of saying it. And and it's not fair to people like us who are trying. Um, that we, you know, we look at the content of my character as well. Let's look at the content of our character. That means both directions, people. And let's get past yeah. this. We, we've gone, I think we've slid backwards 40 years mm -hmm. or something. It's, it seems, and not just when it comes to blacks, indigenous, um, whites, you know, the uh, women, I think it's, we're sliding backwards in, in so many ways. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, part of it is the three second soundbite mentality because knowledge and experience and everything has been shrunk down so to not just little blips that you can't really talk about what's real. You can't talk about your own history and the achievements. And and we've forgotten there's massive amnesia going on. I mean, even about my work, um, you ask people nowadays what if they knew anything about what we did 10, 15 years ago and the younger generation has never heard of us because not only has it been wiped off the Internet, but out of here, out of the memory. And, you know, it's it you're, it's a constant kind of working against the tide on the, this stuff, but you got to keep at it, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, Kevin, you have all your books. You've, how many books have you written by now? Like 20? 20? 25 now. This is my 25th. <laughs> it's your anniversary book I'm writing. Nervous, nervous habit. Yeah, I'll say, Anna, it's my dad, my granddad, we're all writers, so. Well, that's great though. Um, I remember I talked yeah. to you about, I want to write a book and you said, and I'm like, I've written so much that I could write a book, but writing a book seems overwhelming. And you're like, just write it chapter by, you know, article yeah, by article. I and I just got to right. do it. I just haven't, but I need to. 
So, uh, cause I have so much that I've done over the years that I'd like to get into a book so people can start to see some of the stuff, but you with your 25 books, I'm just in awe. That is amazing. Good for you. And they can get them well, all at Amazon or just go Amazon ahead. and also write to me, um, angelfire101. Do you make more? Mail.com. Okay. So if they write to you right. an email, you can send, you can sell I, it directly. Oh yeah. I can, I can direct better to go through me than Amazon for sure. Angelfire101 at protonmail.com. I'm also on speaking tour, I should mention, in October. I'm going across Canada and then coming south down to the States again, where I always get a much better reception uh, in America than in Canada. So That's awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Kevin. And I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. You always have that really good stuff to share. Thanks, sir. It's good seeing you again.